pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. More info and opinions on Big Red than one station can handle. Now on two stations. Big Red overreaction postgame on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The K. Sound off. 402-951-1620. Big Red overreaction is sponsored by Burton AC, heating, plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. And Coors Light. Keeping Nebraska chill. All right, we're back with Big Red Overreaction. Do we have uh, John now? From uh, Hello. Uh, hello, John. Hey, uh, so uh, I'm trying to, just off the top of my head, some just popped in here as we welcome people back into Big Red Overreaction. Yeah. I think this is the first time tonight that Nebraska football has won a game after a bye week. You have to go back to 17 when they won at Purdue. Wait, yeah, if our, that was our, after a bye, then I would agree. Our, yeah. uh, our number of people here might have to look that up. But I, I gave my initial thoughts. It's a win. Nebraska needed a win. Good for them. They'll celebrate, uh, and then they'll get ready on a short week. But this game, this game does not deserve a uh, lengthy big red overreaction show. I'm just telling people that, and I know you're in agreement with me. Oh yeah, totally in agreement. I mean, it was not a great and well played football game by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, what did we end up with uh, penalties? I'm looking at the stats monitor right now, and of course, uh, 23 penalties, which yeah. is a season high in a Big Ten game. Over 200 yards in penalties. I mean, and and I'm sure some folks will say, well, the refs were too flag happy. But I mean, it, there was just some. It wasn't well played, but for the most part, you know, Casey Thompson, when he had time to throw, was was effective you know they hit the big deep ball because up until the moment they hit uh trey palmer with the long touchdown pass nebraska's offense was stuck in the mud and then they finally got the lead and then finally tim back i'm sorry uh mark whipple uh <laughs> realized that uh you know number 10 is a pretty good runner give him the ball and let him finish the game and they finally did on the on the last scoring drive you know he ended up with 32 carries but yeah, it was bowling shoe ugly tonight, but when you're Nebraska and when you're in this division, bowling shoe ugly is good enough as long as the other team's look looks uglier at the end of the day than you do. Uh, and now all of a sudden Nebraska finds itself near the top of the standings in the Big Ten West. After I know it's only after a couple of weeks, but uh, man, th- this this game was very befitting of a Big Ten West uh and you know, I, I know Indiana's in the East, but it was just, it was not good football. Yeah, these were two not very good football teams that were playing. And, and the thing about this game tonight, and, and there's a lot to discuss about the approach Nebraska took, especially early on in defense. But I, I will give them credit for this, is we have seen so many times that this football team collapses when things don't, when they get off to a good start, and then all of a sudden things don't go well. And to be up 21-7, to and then the last four minutes of the first half, where all of a sudden defensively, Hartzog is getting picked on, Basilak is not getting moved off his spot, he's just playing pitch and catch, and they're moving down the field. Uh-huh. And then Nebraska offensively says, you know what, let's just run out the clock by handing it to Anthony Grant. They throw the ball, they give it back to Indiana, they make it 21-21 going into the, the locker room. Credit to Nebraska in the second half of Moxie, where that did not derail their entire evening 
and they were able to come up with two scores and win a game where if you lose a game like this, regardless of what side you're on, you're kicking yourself. You're like, how did we ever lose that game? How did we lose to that team? Gary, I said the key, one of the keys to the, the game tonight, when you have a team that plays as fast as Indiana, is you got to get stops. You got to string together stops. Nebraska got three and out on the first two possessions. Um, and, and, and actually, you know, the first six possessions, they forced yeah. punts. And then after, you know, the start of the second half, it was after the interception, it was five more uh, possessions that ended on punts. So, I mean, defensively tonight, it was as good as you could ask for. And I know Indiana's not a great offensive team. We, we worried and we fretted about, you know, oh, my gosh, they go so fast. But if you look at their, their play efficiency, their play efficiency is awful. Their pass attempt, uh, passing yardage per attempt is below average. Their run yards per attempt are, is below average, especially if you take out the, uh, the uh, Idaho game. But, you know, Nebraska has not been anything to write home about on defense, and they needed to come out and play well tonight. This was an offense they could shut down. They just needed to string together stops, and they did exactly that. Indiana goes a season-low 67 plays tonight, only averages 4.3 yards per play, and and more importantly, they did not let a bad Indiana run offense yep. go off on them. There were a couple of times where maybe they – you know. Um, Henderson or, or Shivers got away a couple of times, but only 67 yards tonight. This is this is something you can build off of, most definitely. Now, are there better offenses out there? Absolutely. But they needed a performance like this tonight, and I think the defensive guys can finally put their heads on the pillows tonight and feel good about themselves for the first time in what seems like forever. Yeah, uh, We're getting close. Uh, I believe Mickey is in the room about to come up to the podium. We'll see if Conrad can bring this up. Defense gives up under well, 300 right yards. Now, Here we go. Here's you know, Mickey just, Joseph. Just in the mental right now is like, we can win the fourth quarter. We can win close games. Because they've been so close. They've been so close and finally got to a Big Ten game and got to the fourth quarter and they finished in the fourth quarter. Mentioned uh, in the press conference earlier this week that you wanted to see a play from special teams, and the special teams was really solid tonight. So that blocked the punt. How good did that feel? That was big. We talked about that all week. And it was executed, you know, to to the best we can execute it. Joey did a really good job of getting these kids ready. But we we said we had a punt that that we needed to block and somebody had to make a play. And I thought you like you said, I thought they special teams played solid tonight. How important was the physicality, physical aspect to you tonight? And how do you, how do you feel that you guys performed in that area? I thought they put their face in the fan. I didn't, I didn't see anybody shy away. We still had some missed tackles, but I thought for the most part, they got them down and they were physical. We, we said in the beginning of the game, whoever's the most physical team's going to win the game. You want to lean on them there on that, that last touchdown drive? You really went to Anthony. Were you with just how you were able to kind of grind out. I think it was a six-minute drive there. Yeah, and early in the game, he wasn't seeing it. So, you know, I was asking Apple, why, why is he bouncing everything? And he told me why he was bouncing, but he wasn't seeing it. So we told him just slow down a little bit because we thought um, Casey thought he was rushing a lot of a lot of the runs. Slow down a little bit, see it, let it develop, and then hit it. What was the sequence? You brought Chubba in on the nine-yard line the first half. Was Casey hurt? Was, uh, or is that do you want to go to someone else there? No, Chubba needs reps. You know, we thought Casey was struggling, needed to see it sometimes, you know. Coach Osborne did that with us, took us out sometimes the third or fourth series so you can see it from the sideline. So now you can see what the defense is trying to do to you. So sometimes it's good to take him out. It's not probably won't be the first time that we take him out and let Trevor go in. 
You know, Chubb was capable of making plays, and I know he had a turnover in the end zone, but it just helped Casey see it from the sideline. How hard is it when a game is that choppy? Not, not, I'm not saying it has to be coming up officially, but how much of a challenge is that when you're behind the chains a lot, the clock's stopping all the time? I got to do the better job with this team. I know we have officials at practice Tuesdays and Wednesdays, so I'm probably going to have the officials at practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I got to do a better job. I got to do a better job of um, getting them to play under control. And I told them, I said, that the, the non-moving penalties irritates me. And a couple of, you know, pass interference calls, one, I thought one of the balls was, you know, wasn't catchable, but they, they had them locked up. They had them covered. You just had to move your feet. But, you know, it's things that we can clean up, and we'll go back and look at it and, and, and get better. But if you're going to be an aggressive football team, you, you're going to have some, some of those penalties if you're going to be aggressive. But, you know, we're going to go back and look at it because we don't condone that, and we'll get better. One or two more. Casey looked to take a pretty hard hit when he came out. I mean, you have Chubb in for one play. Casey comes back, you know, makes the 71-yard throw after that. What, what, what can you say about his bounce-back ability in, in that spot? Well, well Casey's a tough kid. You know, Casey comes from a tough family. And when we went out to get him, he grabbed me. He said, I'm going back in the game. So, I mean, with me, I'm like, okay, go back in. Anything else for Coach? What's, uh, you got a short week here with the game Friday. What, what's like tomorrow like and just you got to kind of jump back to it? It'll be the 24-hour rule that we got to get ready for Rutgers. How's that first one feel, man? Just 1-0 and this week. You know how it goes, you know. Just got to take one at a time. You know, like I said, I'm happy for the kids. I'm happy for the coaches. You know, as a head coach, you, you sit up here, but you got to give praise to the guys that's underneath you that put the work in. You know, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just leading them right now, but um, I'm happy for them because they put, they put a lot of work in. They work hard. They're doing things extra what I'm asking them to do. So it's not, you know, it's a little different for them, but they, they're adapting to it and they understand to see what I'm, what I'm seeing. Thank you, guys. It's uh, Mickey Joseph after Nebraska wins 35-21. Defense pitches a shutout in the second half. They only give up 71 yards. Uh, a couple mm. of the quick individual numbers. You alluded to Anthony Grant, John. 32 carries, mm-hmm. 136 yards. And Trey Palmer, once again, who is on pace now for 85 catches this season. He goes 8 for 157 tonight on uh, nine targets. Casey Thompson, 18 to 27, 270. Basilak was 22 of 44. And Nebraska's uh, run defense only gave up 67 yards, and again, they held Indiana under 300 total, including 2 of 15 on third down. Wow, incredible. 2 of 15. That, uh, it's been a long time since Nebraska's held a team to that low a percentage on third down. And Trey Palmer, you mentioned it. I mean, he got the he got it jump-started. I know the first drive was only three plays, but the second play of the game, they hit the long pass right before they get to Casey Martin, and then the big play in the fourth quarter which finally jump-started the offense again Trey Palmer is just having a tremendous year uh and and he is like you said he's on pace to smash a lot of Nebraska receiving records there's no question he has been a very pleasant addition to this squad and it's good to see too that Casey was able to come back I was a little worried when he got sacked in the second half and landed on his his shoulder that we could have a you know a collarbone situation but obviously he was okay Really good and fortunate for Nebraska that that was the case because, you know, Thompson and Palmer have been, you know, two of the highlights of this offense and Anthony Grant doing Anthony Grant stuff. It was more of a grinder tonight, but still, uh, that's what you want out of your number one guy, 32 carries, 136. Yeah, it's uh, pretty clear that Mickey has a pulse of his team, and we'll get more into how 
uh, physical they were on defense uh, right from the jump. Uh, Big Red Overreaction, it is brought to you by Equitable Bank, where they take banking personally. John Bishop, Gary Sharp with you. Uh, and we start with Dimitri. Dimitri, thanks for the call. Welcome to Big Red Overreaction on The Zone and The Keg. Well, how, guys, how are you guys doing tonight with the win? How are we doing? It's a win. Yeah. Feeling happy finally? Well, I haven't done a, a Big Red Overreaction with a win since 2019, so... <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm very, I can't I'm very believe relieved. That. Yes, I'm very relieved. My big thing is, uh, why do we still have number 54 playing on the offensive <laughs> line? I mean, I've seen about three of his last games, and he's probably responsible for that uh, interception or whatever that we called it that fumbled in the end zone. But he can't block. He can't block. Uh, why do we still have them, and what type of scheme are we using on the offensive line? We still look ugly. Uh, Dimitri, thanks for the call. So Ben Hart was pulled from the game tonight, and Hunter Anthony came in. Hunter uh-huh. Anthony had only played six snaps prior to tonight. He didn't play against Oklahoma, but most of them been in goal line situations. It was too much. Ben Hart was going to kill Casey Thompson, whoever was playing quarterback. So they pulled him. Now, you will notice Ben Hart came back into the game when Corcoran got tossed. Right. Um, but – Hunter Anthony did enough tonight. He he didn't. I mean, he was serviceable. That I mean, that's going to be a question in a short week. What do you do? Because I I think Ben Hart is in a bad place. I don't know how you get him back mentally or whatever is going on, but he is costing you. And and if you're and I mean, Casey Thompson is getting the heck beat out of him. You can't afford to have four offensive linemen and not have a fifth. So. I think that's a discussion that Donovan Raiola John's going to have to have this week on what they do with Ben Hart. Did Hunter Anthony show him enough that Hunter Anthony starts on Friday night in Rutgers? Yeah, and we're not 100% sure. I know Corcoran got ejected because of the back-to-back unsportsmanlike conducts. I don't. I believe he is still available for next week. Um, but and- you, they're, they're getting thin. They're, they're getting thin already because you've already had, you had the ankle surgery for Williams. He's going to be out at least a couple of more weeks. Um, we already know that uh, is done for the season. You know, it, it wasn't – we thought it, there might be some depth coming into the season, but now it is getting dangerously thin. And when you've got one guy who's been a swinging gate this year, and the shame of it was I thought they protected very well the first quarter and a half of the game. But, yeah, that the, the, the play that resulted in the fumble by Chubba Purdy um, was was one where, again, it looked like it may have been a communication issue, and that's what cost him against Oklahoma. And that is uh, communication, running back, quarterback, offensive line in that game. Here is yep. uh, John. John, thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Hey, Gary, how are you? Good, John. Hey, I know we, uh, we, we like to talk about a lot of different things during the week, but if, if you didn't see the difference between the players with Mickey Joseph tonight, they, they had some fight. I mean, I know they're down, like you guys are talking about now. You know, they don't have all the players that we need, but, boy, they had a lot of fight. Uh, John, I would agree. I mean, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. I, I, you know, you mentioned it. I mean, you know, you get the turnover at midfield, and then you immediately go for the throat. It's intercepted, but the defense gets a stop. They hold them down at that end of the field, and eventually the field position game comes to their favor. Yeah, there were moments in this game tonight where you could have said maybe a team under, you know, Scott Frost folds and finds a way to lose. These guys found a way to make a play at the end and then the defense kept their momentum going and 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 won the game. There's no question. It was ugly, but yeah. they had fight and, 
you know, at the end of the day, it's not about how pretty it looks when you win. You just got to get a number in the left-hand column. Well, and I think there's we, – we've seen this, whether it be Tommy Hill or tonight, there's accountability. And guys understand that if you don't do your job, you're going to be sitting next to the coaches. I think the energy part is something that's pretty noticeable. Now, Nebraska mm-hmm. was sloppy tonight, and some of those penalties, as, as bad as this crew was working the game, some of those penalties were on Nebraska – and they're going to have to clean them up, or maybe they won't be able to clean them up. But they played with more energy and more physicality tonight. And you can tell, like if Mickey Joseph stands up there two weeks ago, John, and tells you, hey, after Oklahoma, we're going to do this, this, and this, and then you don't see that tonight, you're like, okay, what are we doing? We've been here before. You could see things that he said they were going to work on that he reiterated earlier in the week were different tonight. I mean, I think that goes a long way, not only with the people on this side of the football field, but the people that are most important, the ones that you're coaching. Absolutely. You know, I was a little, I honestly, I was worried that maybe special teams could take a step back. What happens tonight? You get your first block punt in over a decade for a touchdown. Yeah. The punt return game. There were, there were a couple of returns, you know, but, and, and I know that Bashini probably had a couple of punts he wanted back, but you know, still you, you worked You wanted to work on some things. I thought, I thought defensively, even though they didn't put as much pressure on at times as I thought they could against Indiana, they still they they pressed up. They made life difficult. Uh, they made some difficult throws for Basilak. I know Indiana may have dropped a few, but there were some contested balls tonight. This is one of the rare times in a while where it seemed like Nebraska had perfect had guys in the right place when the ball was being delivered. You didn't have guys running free, and they needed to win first and second down. And they more often than not one first and second down this was a this was a really good defensive performance all things considered how about this uh in the crazy train of college football and what a wild day today uh georgia tech and nebraska with interim head coaches win georgia tech wins at pittsburgh nebraska beats indiana 35 21 here is uh vince vince you're on with uh, john and gary on big red overreaction hey good evening fellas how are you thanks for taking my call that's hey no no hold on here hold on you call a big red overreaction and you're talking to two guys that were responsible for hiring you like 20 <laughs> years ago, and that's all you say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, listen, man. Always great to talk to you guys. And, hey, I, you know, and, and, and those were great times that we had to work together. I mean, even though I'm in a, even though I'm in a different career now, um, you know, I still think about those times quite a bit. But um, Yeah, because Nebraska won more. <laughs> Yeah, boy, did we ever! Those those were a lot of great times, and you know, I get those were a lot of great times, and hopefully, uh, and hopefully, some really good, and hopefully, some much better times are coming. I mean, tonight was a great night, or well, a good night more so than a great night. But anyhow, before I get into the game, uh, one one comment I want to make, and, and, and something you guys mentioned about Bryce Benhart. Now, for one, there's no question the guy's been a turnstile this year as a as a tackle. Um, and to me, the, the to me the move you make is this: you kind of have to balance the scale. I mean, if 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 the coaches feel that Hunter Anthony did enough to, um, you know, did, did enough to you know to uh, go on to become the starter, then by all means make the move. But I think you also have to talk to Ben Hart and say, hey, look, Bryce, you know, I know you didn't have a good night. I know you haven't performed. Uh, you know, as well as we'd like you to, or as well as you'd like, but you still have to stay ready. You still have to stay ready. You still have to get ready and you still have to go out there and get better. But uh, one thing that stood out about tonight or a couple things, really, um, 
much was made about the tempo that Nebraska was going to play with and slowing it down. And, and, I, and, I, and I would say they slowed it down, but I think a lot of people have the wrong idea of slowing it down. Slowing it down also didn't mean go into a shell. And what stands out is if you get first downs, you know, then the tempo part of it takes care of itself. You know, because even if you're not – and sure, there were times that, that tonight that the offense, you know, that, that the offense struggled, but, you know, but they made enough plays when they had to, and, and, they, and they closed out the game with, with Anthony Grant, and that's how you close it out. And defensively, John, as you know, a few weeks ago, I called you and I went viral on TikTok. Yep. I, told, I, said that I, wanted, I said that I wanted four hunters with this defense. Now, okay, did they look like the 85 Bears? No, by no means not. But you want to know something? They, to your point, they won first down. I would have liked to have seen a better pass rush, but one step at a time. They won, they won the early downs, and when, they, and when we got them into third and long, we got off the field. But most of all, I saw more of a four hunter mentality out there tonight, they, as, you know, from an aggressiveness standpoint. And and as far as tackling, I thought tonight tonight was probably the best the tackling's been in quite some time. But more than anything, I mean tonight's win was nice. But hopefully the guys take and hopefully and this is where my warning label comes in. And hopefully the guys take into account that hey, when it comes to winning, you know what tonight's how it's supposed to be. Are you going to win every game? No. But when you but when you have when you play complimentary football. You're going to win a lot more games than you're not. But you want to know something? It comes down to this. We got a short week. Are we happy? Yes. Satisfied? No. When we go into Piscataway, New Jersey, and take on those mighty Rutgers Scarlet Knights, you have two things in mind. You go in there, and you open up a can of kick-ass for 60 minutes, and you fight with bloody knuckles. Let's go! There it is. Thanks, uh, That's what I was waiting for. Thanks, Vince. I hate to do this to Josh, but he's got a follow-up, Vince. All right, Josh, you better bring it. All right, I'll, I'll be real quick. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Gary. Thanks, John, for taking my call. Um, well, you know, one thing that uh, stuck in my mind after the Oklahoma game um, is uh, uh, Mickey talking about slowing the offense down to give the defense a chance. So we're really proud of the off, uh, excuse me, the defensive guys this time around. But I, I couldn't help but notice the offense didn't seem to slow down maybe until the fourth quarter. I was wondering what you guys thought was on that. And, uh, again, thanks for taking my call. And uh, go Big Red. Thanks, Josh. I, I think you know it's, it's, an, it's an interesting point because I thought there were times even early in the game where there was some confidence shown in the defense and and maybe the pace was a little faster than I expected. But you know, it kind of goes back to what Vince said in his in his previous call was, you know, you you want to you want to slow it down, but you don't want to grind it to a halt. And and so you still want to play with some rhythm. And there was, you know, especially when you score after only three plays, there's a little bit of rhythm you try to get going. One of the things that Nebraska still has to work on is what happens when they get off script. Yeah. You know, they've been so good. I, I ran the numbers earlier this week. They've Before tonight, you know, of their first half points, 49 of them came in the first three drives of the game. Only 14 came yeah. drives four through, you know, six, seven, eight, however many drives they had in the half. And so they've got to do a better job of finishing the first half. But um, there's no question this is a really good team right. scoring early. 
Um, but as far as slowing it down, could it have gone a little bit slower? I would have liked to have seen him run the ball a lot more, especially in the third quarter. Uh, I thought Whipple got too pass happy. Um, agree. And I know he, I know he was trying to go for the deep shot after the turnover, the, the Reimer interception, but that wasn't the spot to do it because you had a lengthy delay due to the, to the replay review. I would have liked to have seen Grant get involved a little bit more on first down. They finally did in the fourth quarter and. You know what? You know, I, you'll live and you'll learn. But you know what? And and I, I agree with you about that third quarter. But I, here is something encouraging. Um, if you look at the fourth quarter tonight, so Nebraska scores both their touchdowns in the in the fourth quarter. They were three of four on third down. Indiana with trouble all night. Nebraska got off the field on third down. Uh, Indiana was zero for four. Nebraska out yarded Indiana one hundred and forty to five. The pace uh-huh. in the final drive to make it thirty five twenty one, I thought was fantastic. Nebraska yes. held Nebraska held the ball in the fourth quarter, eleven minutes and six seconds. I mean, when was the last time that you you could honestly say Nebraska closed out a game in the fourth quarter? Usually, they're up and something happens; they lose a one score game. Tonight was one of those rare times where I thought, and again, they could have, you know, they 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 handed it off to Anthony Grant and they rode him at the end, but they closed out the game in the fourth quarter. They didn't give the ball back to Indiana when they were stopped. Yeah, after they hit the big play for the touchdown to give them the lead, and then the defense came back and got a three and out, and Nebraska yeah. takes over at the 46, their own 46, and it's a 12-play, 54-yard drive, took six minutes off the clock. That's how you finish football games, and it's been a long time since we've seen Nebraska do that, especially in a conference setting. So, yeah, I, I was a little disappointed with the third-quarter play calling, but, you know – once you hit that big play, you get the lead, and then your defense, you talk about complimentary football, defense comes out, gets a three and out, then you go to your bell cow, and you finish you, you, you finish off the game. And, and you know, that, that, that helped make the game look a lot prettier than it probably was. Uh, our uh, colleague, Connor Happer, has done some research. Yep, tonight is the first night um... – it actually is the last time Mike Riley won a football game in Nebraska. Nebraska won in 2017, coming out of the bye. That's the 25-24 Tanner Lee game in West yep. Lafayette. That's the last time prior to tonight that Nebraska football has won a game after a bye. And you could say this was the most abnormal bye of all because of two things. One, obviously the coaching change and a defensive coordinator change. And two, they only got five practices over the two weeks yep. Yep. because of the playing the week zero so it really wasn't a traditional mid-season buy and yet nebraska wins the game so yeah that's this is a this is definitely a feather in the cap for whatever mickey joseph bill bush and the company did over those two weeks because they didn't have a full complement of practices to institute a lot of what they probably would have wanted to do big red overreaction brought to you by coors light keeping nebraska chill let's get one more call because john's been holding and then we'll take a uh, break and open up some more lines good, good evening john welcome to big red overreaction with uh, john yeah. and gary hey john you got to turn down your radio one two three john he gone he gone all right uh Trev Alberts, they are sharing now video of the locker room. Trev Alberts was in the locker room and handed the game ball to Mickey Joseph. As you might have noticed at the end, Trev, Al- win. Trev Alberts was like in the defensive huddle at the end of the game after the uh, defense came off the field <laughs> with their final stop. You don't think that guy's relieved? He's very relieved right now. Very relieved. And that's a cool moment, you know, because uh, that is the first 
Victory for Mickey Joseph. First victory for an African-American coach of any kind at the University of Nebraska. We're back with more Big Red Overreaction after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.